Hey, church family, thank you for being part of what we're doing tonight at 7 p.m. We welcome you. We're glad you tuned in. If you are on Facebook Live, we encourage you to share that to open up for more people to join in our um, conversation tonight. Just going to lay out what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to pass it over to Shelly, and she's going to tell you a little bit about how we can stay connected during this season. And we're going to have a conversation about the things that are going well, the things that are going kind of hard. We have some people tonight we want to pray for. So it's going to be a really good conversation tonight. But before, we're going to pray. So I encourage you to in, engage the Lord. I was thinking today about the passage is found in Psalm 43, verse 5, and the psalmist asked the question, why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God? And we're going through a trial like this and things that are happening around the world. It's easy to give way to fear, anxiety, and worry. And the psalmist just asked the question, why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God? So man, let's, let's pray. Let's put our hope in him. We like to say around here, all eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's what it's all about. So wherever you are, let's just, uh, let's just pray. If you want to, you're welcome to shut your eyes. Um, don't shut your eyes if you're driving. It's okay to pray with your eyes open while you're driving. But otherwise, um, whatever works for you, let's just, let's just pray. Lord, we gather, Lord, tonight as a spiritual family, Lord, across the region, Lord, in our homes, in our cars, maybe walking through a park. And Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, your word says that you are a, a very present help in times of trouble. Lord, the psalmist asks, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Lord, we have no reason to be downcast. We can put our hope in you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're the God who provides. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals. So right now, Father, I just, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, just to, just to come to be involved in our conversation tonight. Lord, I wish we could all just be in the same place at the same time, in the same room. I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to have these times together. So we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. We put our hope in you. You are worthy and you're awesome and you're good. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight, I'm delighted to have the team with us. Hazen is here and Shelly is here with us. And we all know Shelly. Shelly, you are quickly becoming the face of Newbridge IHOP family. We see her all over the place. She does all the marketing, the social media. So we are so honored that you're with us. So she's going to tell us about how we can stay connected and things that are going on. We're saying all the time, we're going to keep ourselves together by staying connected. And that's going to require all of us being intentional to do that. So Shelly, tell us how we can stay connected. Yeah, so a couple ways to stay connected is you can join a virtual house church and you can do that by texting um, house church to 555-888. You'll get a list of house churches and you can um, contact the leaders and they'll let you know when they're meeting virtually. Another way is to subscribe to our e-newsletter. You can do that by texting e-newsletter to 555-888 and you will subscribe to our emails. We'll get you really important information through those emails, so make sure you subscribe to that. And another way is, um, this is a new way, is to text new updates to 555-888 and you'll get text updates. So those will be really important updates that we want to get to you. So that's how you can stay connected with us. That's great, Shelly. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Hazen, Ryan. what are we going to talk about? Here we are. Here we are in the living it room. It is amazing, first off, that our production team has put together this set for us this week and that we're able to connect with you guys, our spiritual family at home. And so part of the purpose of this time is it's a little different format than our typical Sunday teaching time. And we know that a lot of people are experiencing self-quarantine, isolation. Some people have been laid off from work. Their children are doing school virtually. I mean, there's been so much that has changed so rapidly over the last two weeks. And so last week we had a town hall format uh, style meeting where Billy and you got to answer a bunch of people's questions about what church looks like in this new season, um, answer questions about what we feel like the Lord is saying in this hour. And we thought, why not bring back that same style of meeting on Wednesday nights to allow some interaction? So Shelly is on our Facebook uh, stream right now, our Facebook live stream. If you have questions that you want to ask us as we're having this conversation, she's going to be monitoring that feed right here from the couch, and she's going to interject with your questions, thoughts, comments, and uh, and it's going to provide an opportunity for us to have a little bit more of a dialogue tonight around uh, around the coffee table. And so the hope is that we are going to have a time where we not only get to hear from one another and hear from you, but hopefully we will hear from the Spirit of God as we share and talk with one another, that there'll actually be wisdom that comes forth, encouragement, and that will be built up from getting to have this conversation together as a spiritual family during this critical hour. And as Shelly mentioned, there's a bunch of cool ways through technology that we can be connected, and this is one of them. So we encourage you to comment in the feed, ask any questions that you have. We're going to be talking from the Word, talking about our personal experiences, and hopefully you'll leave this next 30 minutes or so uh, really, really encouraged to face the challenges that are really rocking our culture at every level. I think it's important right out of the gate that we have some church folks right now that need prayer. We have some that have been diagnosed with the virus um, that are really sick. Uh, there's one that I just heard from um, in the last 10 minutes. They're actually a new family in our church, and he is on a respirator in a hospital right now. So, and perhaps you know people as well. So these things are really hitting close to home, and they are impacting us in a real way. And just at the onset of our time tonight, I just think it'd be really important just for us to pray pray for these people. I don't want to call out their names per se, but but these are people that are in our church family, and they're right in the midst of it. So maybe we could just spend some time praying. Hazen, could you could you lead us? And Yeah, and I think, you know, Dustin, you mentioned that there are people that are getting sick that we know in our community. There are also people who have been laid off this right. week from their job or va facing various financial challenges. And we're going to talk some today about ways you know, that our church is, is trying to do things to uh, be a support in the community and be a support to those individuals. And so, yeah, let's take a moment and we want to just pray and we invite you to engage with us together. We're going to be talking, we're going to be going in and out of prayer together. And so let's ask the Lord for healing right now and for relief for people that are being shaken by this current financial crisis. Lord, we thank you that as Psalm 46 says, you are a very present help in time of trouble. And we cling to that promise and we recognize, Lord, in an unprecedented way across our nation that this is a time of trouble, that is a time of difficulty. Lord, and we look to you. Our eyes are lifted to you. Lord, you are the one from whom our help comes. And we pray right now for the families that are being affected by COVID-19. We pray for uh, this gentleman who is on a respirator right now. Father, we pray for a miraculous turnaround. We agree right now. Lord, for you to loose your angels over him and over his family. 
we ask for the Holy Spirit to minister healing to his physical body. We pray for wisdom for the doctors in his treatment. God, and we ask, Father, that what has been a a progressively worsening situation, even in this moment of prayer, we apply our faith to believe for a turnaround. Lord, for you to do good in that situation, for you to perform miracles. God, we entreat you right now. Would you touch and would you heal, Lord? And for those other uh, people that are impacted and are at home recovering from COVID-19, Father, we pray you touch them right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, that your name has all power and all authority, both in heaven and on the earth. And we ask you right now, God, that you would just uh, mend people's bodies, Lord. And we pray for those suffering from discouragement, isolation, Lord, a, a, a sense of loss, Lord, as they're separated from their normal routine and feeling disconnected from their communities, Lord, because of, uh, because of uh, the inability to congregate in public and to gather as a church or to gather with their family um, in, the, in the typical sense as we normally do, Lord, where this has disrupted our normal rhythms and routines and caused many to feel discouraged. As Dustin was saying earlier, Lord, we, we look to you to lift our souls, God, to be our help and to be our strength, God, to bind up places of brokenheartedness. And Father, we pray for each person who's financially been impacted. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask for your provision. God, we ask for you to supply and to do it overtly and abundantly, Lord. We pray for wisdom to be good stewards of all the resources you've entrusted to us, God. And we pray that even in this time, Lord, that you would teach us new things, that we wouldn't waste one bit of the difficulty, Lord, that in every way there would be redemption in these circumstances for each and every family, each and every person, and for our nation, Lord, that these challenges would cause us to turn back to you, Lord. We ask you, Father, for an anointing to seek you and to pray in this season. As in each of us, as each of us gropes for you, reaches out for you, as um, even across our, our culture and our society, Lord, those that don't know you would reach for you. God, we pray that uh, we would be the open arms of Jesus, Lord, that we would reflect the hope that the gospel brings, or that we would reflect the healing that the gospel brings and the fearless confidence that we can have in our God. We, we love you, Jesus. We trust you, Lord. We thank you for hearing our prayers right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And everyone who agreed with me in that prayer, just say amen right now. Amen. Thank amen. you so much for praying with us. And you know, um, you don't have to be alone in this time. If you're home, you don't have to be alone, truly. So I had a conference call with all of our house church leaders a couple of, um, I guess a couple, a couple of days ago, and uh, they are setting up virtual meetings every week, every, every other week. And I just want to and encourage you, even if you haven't had a chance to connect with a house church yet, our house church leaders are waiting to hear from you. They're having, as again, virtual meetings. All you have to do is text house church to 555-888. You're going to get a list of house churches. You're going to see where they're located. And just take a few moments, reach out to the leaders and ask, hey, when are you meeting? How can we connect and they'll get right back with you and it'll provide an opportunity for you to connect. We're also praying for those that are going through financial hardship during this time. And I'm excited. We as a church family, we want to take care of the people in our church family that's going through a difficult time. So we have we have created a fund for this purpose. So if, if you find yourself right now in a situation where you need help, um, again, all you have to do is, is, is text the word hardship to 555-888. You'll get a little form. You will fill that out. It will, it will come to us in the office and then somebody will get right back with you as we assess your needs because we really want to be there for you during this time.
So we have a few questions that we kind of talked about uh, beginning our conversation with. And then as things come in on Facebook Live, as you out there comment and ask questions, we just invite your engagement. And uh, and we're just going to make this both a conversation here in our studio and as well as through uh, virtual conversation through Facebook Live. So Shelly, give us the first one. So the first question I have is, um, what are the challenges that you've had this week? regarding COVID-19. So you said you wanted to kind yes. of tackle this one so first. It, yeah. it, it seems pretty small in comparison to our friend in the hospital right now, but it's but it's still affecting our, our home. So my wife found out a couple of days ago that she was laid off from her job or should I say furloughed or laid off. Um, I'm not sure what those terms mean, but what it does mean is she won't be getting a check. That's what that means. And uh, we don't know how long that's that's going to last. So that pretty much reduces our family income by about 30 percent and so we're we're in the middle of feeling the pinch as it relates to that so yeah i know many of you are the same and like many of uh, you out there for me you know our our children's school has been completely suspended and so i have an eight-year-old a four-year-old a three-year-old and uh i'm sorry eight-year-old five-year-old four-year-old and a two-year-old and so, you know, my wife, who is an amazing mother and caretaker in our home, now also has the additional responsibility that she didn't have before of also being the school teacher to all those young children. And so uh, it has been a learning curve for us, as I'm sure many are trying to figure out what, what do we do now with this additional time. I think one of the blessings that we'll, we'll talk about kind of the opportunities in a moment, one of the blessings has been the additional chance to spend time connecting as a family. And so my wife has experienced that really positively, but you know, our normal rhythms have been totally disrupted by this. And, um, and we're trying to seek the Lord for like, what is the, what is the redemptive invitation that we sense in, in this challenge? And, um, and so. I'm just kind of curious. I was, I was actually talking to my wife earlier today. I, I mean, I remember what it was like having all these little kids yeah. in the house running around. So you moms out there, your dads you got your kids at home with you um it's great but it can be a little bit stir crazy we're like past that sort of season of life so how yeah. are you what are you what are you doing so you know when it's days like sunny days today i mean one of the key things that we're seeing is just get them outside and let them exercise and be outdoors the other day when it was rainy um, my two-year-old didn't have an opportunity as much to be outside and he was just so energetic and hyped up you know when i got home and it's like just them being able to be outdoors and so my wife bought a hammock for we have now each child has their own hammock and so we hung those hammocks outside and she is trying to balance the virtual experience of doing classroom time and different things on the iPad with the opportunity to be outside and be outdoors. And uh, the weather, thankfully, has been really beautiful yeah. today. And so I think getting them outside has been key. Um, it, it's been fun because for us, our, um, our four-year-old and five-year-old are only about 15 months apart, but the five-year-old's been in school and the four-year-old hasn't yet gotten into kindergarten. But the four-year-old now has just jumped into whatever coursework the five-year-old is doing. And so now she's kind of enrolled in kindergarten this week. And we have an amazing kindergarten teacher. She actually sent her assignments home for when she heard that the little sister wanted to do the classroom assignments. Um, she sent home some assignments for our four-year-old for Pearl. So Pearl basically got enrolled in kindergarten this week. And so it's been fun just... Um, 
trying to figure out and, and navigate that. My wife has been a real, has been a real champion, but I think the, you know, one of the challenges is, okay, as we look at this stretching out over the next few weeks and into the summer, you know, it, it's a, a lot of uncertainty around, you know, what, what are our kids' educations going to look like? Uh, when are things going to get back to normal? So I know a lot of people are probably experiencing those same kinds of questions. Yeah, and conversely, um, what are some positive things that have happened this week? You touched on it, so homeschooling can actually be a great thing, but um, what are some other positive things that have happened? Yeah, so we live right next to a park, Triple Mill Park, and we have been visiting Triple Mill Park quite a bit here lately, and we've noticed an uptick in so many people that's going to the park. And it's been encouraging to see how many families are at the park. We were walking through the park Friday and Saturday, and there were people everywhere. You couldn't find a you couldn't find a parking place. We, did, we were able to walk to it, but so many moms and dads just walking, talking with their kids. Lots of picnics going on, and I mean, it was just like really unusual, really good. Because you think about it, the movie theaters are closed, the malls are closed, the sporting events are closed. So one of the byproducts of this kind of horrible thing that's happening, it's causing the families just to come together. And to spend time together. And we were just walking through the park and realizing, man, that's really cool seeing these people talk and engage with each other. Yeah. And I've never, I've, I've not seen that before like that. Yeah. I, I think one of the interesting opportunities from this season, it's also been a, a challenge, is just, um, okay, what it gives you a sense of like when everything gets peeled back, you know, your normal routines, the things that you're accustomed to doing in terms of your work, you know, in ministry, in life with your family, like what are the things that are most precious and most important? And I think, you know, whenever you experience trials, whether it's this corporate challenge that we're experiencing across our whole community and across our nation, or whether it's trials in individual people's lives, you know, a, a, a death in your family or chronic sickness, it just tends to push what's most important to the forefront of your mind. And I think one of the opportunities is th this is an opportunity for us to slow down and to begin to think about what are what should our priorities be when and, and when and if life returns to normal. Um, and I do feel like we're in a moment that feels similar to I was telling someone today feels similar to September 11th in the sense that a lot in our nation shifted in a permanent way and a lot in the geopolitics of of the world shifted after the attack on September 11th and I think this COVID-19 situation might be a situation where we look back and we say yeah everything changed in that season and um and much like with September 11th there were opportunities for the gospel to go forward in our nation it caused people to turn to the Lord in prayer and ultimately the disruptions and the ripple effects opened the doors for the nations of the earth in many ways. And I think that's a way that God may be using this. We may see God doing that in the weeks to come, um, that this would be a, even though it's a, a, a real challenge for us, it's also a huge opportunity. I think it's gonna present an opportunity for the gospel here in America and in the nations. Yeah. You know, another thing, um, it's kind of cool getting to interact with so many of you over the past couple of weeks. And I was talking with a couple and they let me know, and they, they've probably been married upwards of 30 years, I would guess, maybe more. And he told me that he and his wife actually had a conversation and said, man, we're going to use this time 
to work on our marriage. That we've been busy doing jobs and whatnot. And he just said, as, as he was telling me, I got emotional just listening to him. He said, we, we were sitting down as a couple and we looked at each other and cried and just said, we, hey, we got some things that we need to get on the same page on. So now, because they can't go to work, they can't do their jobs. So now they're kind of home, just kind of looking at each other and realize, hey, let's, let's have a come to Jesus talk. And I mean, in all the right ways. Yeah. Let's actually have a come to Jesus talk. And it was just really cool. So, I mean, it's, I mean, this is a profound opportunity for all of us to reconnect with our husbands, with our wives, with our kids. But also, I was also thinking, um, I'm not in the situation, but, but, you know, what about single, you know, people? People that are single during this time that don't maybe have a husband, wife, and kids and whatnot. And, and I'll, I can just punt this to Shelly maybe just a little bit. I mean, what, what do you... What's the opportunity what's for like, singles, Shelly? <laughs> so wow. what do you do when you're a single person? Um, I think it's a great time to connect. We still have families, even though we're single. We still have friends, even though we're single. We're not completely alone. <laughs> um, so I think um, it's been so good for me. I feel like my friends have gotten closer with me. I feel like we FaceTime more. We text more. Um, so make like a group chat with your friends. Send funny memes. Like that's what me and my friends are doing. We're honestly getting through this by laughing, but we're also really focusing on important things and we're talking about the real things and we're talking about, um, you know, the struggles and the trials of this. And so I've seen a lot of, a lot of us get really close together. So you still have friends and you still have your mom, your dad, your siblings, um, that you can connect with in, in this time. So start a family group chat too. I think that's really important as well. And just, yeah, really invest in the people around you. Don't need a husband and a wife and kids for that. So <laughs> Good That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Do we have any questions coming in on the stream? Let's see. Nope. I saw a funny <laughs> meme actually this week that I thought was uh, was awesome for people, moms and folks that are uh, doing homeschool. You know, you hear a lot of people complain about how there's not prayer in schools and public right. schools, <laughs> and there's not a lot of sometimes a lot of discipline that happens. And so, <laughs> COVID twenty nineteen uh, is when. Prayer and spankings got back into school. There you go. I saw that one too. Because everybody's homeschooled. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. We're all all of a sudden homeschooled, which is fun. So mm -hmm. I was homeschooled. Yeah, we have no questions on the um, Facebook. So if you have any questions, send them on the Facebook. I'm watching right now. If you want to throw anything in, we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, y'all touched on opportunities amidst this trial. Um, Maybe you want to go into like personal opportunity versus broader opportunities for the church. Any, anything more on that? Yeah, I think one of the things that we always want to remember is that we have missionaries in the, all over the earth right yeah. now. And countries are literally shutting down their borders. Um, the United States this past week, the, our, um, our, uh, the Secretary of, of uh, I believe it's the Secretary of State that kind of oversees the diplomatic mm -hmm. corps. Pompeo. Yeah, they gave a level four travel advisory recommending that all Americans internationally return home if possible. All of our missionaries prayerfully considered this and elected to stay in the nations that they're serving, even though some of those places are very difficult places. And they don't know right now uh, if they wanted to leave, they couldn't. And they don't know in any, I think all the nations, for the most part, where they're serving in the Middle East or in Africa, um, they don't know when that opportunity is going to be for them to, to leave that country. And, and some of them are under quarantine restrictions already. And so, you know, 
I think when that kind of pressing comes, right, your question was, what are what are the challenges and the opportunities for the church? Mm-hmm. Like they are making a sacrifice right now. And whenever there is sacrifice, whenever there is a little bit of suffering that we experience, um, a willingness to be courageous and be tested and tried, I think that that brings a spiritual authority in the place of prayer. And, you know, in those nations that they're serving post COVID-19, these missionaries are going to have a greater credibility because the people in those nations are going to see during our time of trial, when these Americans were advised to go home or could have gone home, they didn't, they, they stayed here and they persevered. And uh, I just commend their courage. I invite us as a spiritual family to be praying for our missionaries in the nations, because the very things that we're experiencing here in Gwinnett are happening all across the earth and even happening in a more intense way. And, um, and I just I think it's important for us to be cognizant not only of the crisis that's happening at home here, but internationally. And, and we prayed yesterday in our all staff meeting, as well as today at our 10 a.m. Uh, prayer meeting. We took time and interceded for our missionaries in the nations. And so, you know, 10 a.m. every Wednesday, we're praying at the top of uh, the top of each hour, rumbling. And you know, between the 10 and 11 a.m. hour, we are interceding for our missionaries in the nations on Wednesday mornings. So tune in for that on our live stream. And let's just continue to lift up our bases in North Africa and East Africa, in the Middle East, and in Central America. Yeah. And let me just encourage, I mean, we, we're, we are still doing live worship and prayer, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And maybe you haven't logged in on the YouTube channel yet, but all you have to do is search out um, IHOP Atlanta, and you can go on any time, and there's going to be somebody up there playing and praying. And I just encourage you to stay engaged from the place of prayer. You know, this isn't time to go dormant. It's really a time to lean in to all that God is doing during this season. I know for me personally, I, I feel like it's a window of time to assess some things in my own heart. Haggai 2 talks about that that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And we're in a season of shaking, unlike we've ever experienced on the planet. I mean, to my knowledge, this has never happened before like this globally. Yeah. I mean, everything that's being shaken can be shaken. Right. And it's caused me to realize, Lord, what, what do I really put my trust in? What do I put my hope in? Is it the 401k? Is it the job? Is it these things? I mean, where, where is all that? So for me, I'm, I said, well, where, where are my idols? Right. You know, that's, that's kind of a challenge. I said, where, for me personally, and I would just ask you, I mean, where, where are your idols? Don't waste the opportunity of the shaking that's going on right now to just begin to reassess where your heart is, where your family is where your relationships are. I mean, use this time because I can, I, can, I can tell you we're going to come out of this, right? This isn't the end of the world. This is not the end of the church. We're going to come out of this and we're going to be fine. But don't be surprised because these things are going to happen again. Jesus yeah. told us in his word that in the last days, there's going to be an increase of wars rumors of wars, and these type of virus pestilences, the Bible calls them. So I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a chance for us to be trained by what is going on. We're realizing that, that the church is not the four walls of a building. I mean, I'm sitting in the building right here. You can't look around, but I am looking at 800 empty seats. And can I tell you, this is not the church. Yeah. Those chairs are not the church. The church is outside of the walls, and this is an opportunity for us to really get to be the church, because the church is experienced outside of the four walls of the building. 
in your homes and, and, and as you're interacting with other people. It's, it's really our time to shine. Yeah. It's funny, you know, what you're sharing is kind of bringing to, uh, bringing to the forefront of my mind a conversation that I had earlier today. I was talking to a friend who lives in California, and um, they actually lost their house in the California wildfires uh, mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago. Uh, they live in the Northern California area, and the f one of the largest wildfires ever in the history of the state came through the part of the uh, Northern California that they live in, and they lost everything. They had to; it, it came so quickly that they had to flee, and their entire uh, office and and uh, work was out of their home, and they you know write books, and so their entire inventory was lost, and they lost everything suddenly. And they've been in a process of recovery over the last year and a half. And then a month ago, they actually experienced from a leaky toilet. They actually had a flood, and again, it went through their uh, it went through their entire house, and um, and went all the way down to their garage from just a really bad leak in a toilet, and caused twenty thousand dollars of damage. And again, ups disrupted their work environment, lost their lost some of their inventory. And so I was on the phone with them, kind of processing the current crisis. And they said, "Well, we've been through the fire, we've been through the flood, and now this seems like a relatively mild disruption." in comparison and and what they said in summary was they said you know we've learned things about managing our life in god yeah. during during a trial that we could have learned no other way yeah. and i think you know as a, a people that believe that we need to live with a sense of urgency uh towards the return of the lord you know th these small shakings um we don't know how quickly this is going to accelerate and how quickly we may move to the very end of the age in which, you know, we're going to see uh, with increased intensity and frequency, global shakings that are going to prepare the earth for the coming of the Lord. We don't know if we're on the precipice of that time or if there'll be a, a another, you know, a, a longer season before those begin to occur. But what I do know is that we have to take full advantage of these moments in history to prepare our hearts so that when even greater shakings come, um, we're ready. And there really is no other way to learn those lessons but to persevere through them with faith and hope in god and to choose to not be afraid that's good that's so good another question i have is um what are some ways that the church can be a light in this time during these dark times the loss what are some practical ways that the church can really shine outside of these four walls well, one practical way is that we are going to be giving an invitation a lot of people lost the opportunity to have lunch at school um, have lost a lot of the financial security that we, like in the last two weeks, it feels like we went from one of the the most robust economies that we've ever had to one of the most, um, you know, to one of the greatest financial crises that we've ever had. And there are a lot of people that were already living in a place of, especially those that are most vulnerable in our society, uh, living in a place of financial instability and, and many of them suffering hunger and, and, and food insecurity. And so there's a website, Gwinnett Cares, org, And you can go on that website and there's a list of items that you can put into a care box and you can drop those off at Victory World Church, Perimeter Church, 12 Stone, and there's a list of the locations. We're going to be highlighting that in our Sunday service. And so just collecting a box of goods yeah. that can be donated to those that are suffering from hunger and food insecurity. And just th there's nothing more practical than that, that when you go to the grocery store to pick up the things that you need mm -hmm. to pick up a few additional items for a family that may not have what they need. And so I think that's one opportunity um, in which we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a very practical way to people in this season.
this isn't the time. This isn't the time to hoard and be fearful and to hang on to things. It's time to release things. For the Lord saying to me that 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 He can get to us what we need if He can get it through us. But if He can get to us, He has to get it through us. And there's so many opportunities around us to meet the needs that are that are out there. I I mean I actually before this got really heavy, um, I went to get a haircut the other week before all the bans and things going on. I know getting a haircut's not great social distancing, but before that word became a thing, I was getting a haircut. But it was as this was beginning to, uh, to develop, and this person that cut my hair was uh, was actually from Asia. Mm. And she began to talk about what was going on, and there's a heightened sense of, man, this is a big deal. What are we going to do? And I just began to share with her the gospel. And she was very open to to uh, receive it because it's a it is a moment in time when folks are being shaken, and I think the opportunity for the gospel is there. So as as we share and as we give and as we are attentive, not to just our own needs, but the needs around us. That's that's how we're called to live as Christians, not to hide out in a foxhole somewhere. Right. But I mean, we got the promises of God that are yes and amen. To those who believe. I mean, the Bible says if, if we go into all the world and preach the gospel, we're not going to be hurt by deadly poison. Yeah. We're not going to be hurt by snake bites and what. I mean, th- there's a place to be prudent, but there's also a place to be fearless. Yeah. You know, that, that we shouldn't be afraid to share the love of God. And I'm not advising reckless behavior, but I just don't think the place of the body of Christ is to cower in the corner afraid we're going to catch a disease. Right. I believe we have the seal of the Holy Spirit upon us. And if we go in his name for his purposes, we just have to believe that he is with us and he will not leave us and he will not forsake us. So, man, don't don't you know be afraid during this time. This is a moment where the word of the Lord can run swiftly if we'd be courageous to share it, even yeah. even on the even on the phone, even via text, virtual formats. Well, I think one of the things that's really true during this time is whenever you're in crisis, and you have to slow down. You know, one of the greatest opportunities I find doing person-to-person evangelism is when people are in personal crisis, and so many are in personal crisis, we're experiencing corporate crisis, and and that crisis moment causes people, like we've said so many times in this conversation, to pause and take assessment of their lives, right? And so many of us as Christians are doing that, but many non-Christians are doing that exact same thing right now, assessing their lives, assessing what they maybe used to put security in assessing what they've spent a lot of, you know, someone told me they saw their 401k lose 50%. And, uh, and my friend who was a Christian who mentioned that, you know, he said, it's just again, affirming that I can only put my trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But if you're not a Christian and you've just lost half your retirement, you're, it makes you take assessment. What have I been living for? If everything I've been living for is able to be gone just in an instant like that. And so when people begin to ask those kinds of questions, all it takes is a text message, a social media post, and maybe the person who wasn't receptive to come into the four walls of the church on a Sunday might be willing to watch a message on Sunday morning through the live stream. And we know we're coming into the Easter season. And so what better time 
to send a text message to the family member you've been praying for. Hey, I know this is a hard season for many of us. Tune into our church. We're going to offer a message of hope this coming Sunday, you know, to share. We're going to be putting some social media posts out there that we encourage you to share on your on your social media feed that are going to encourage people to come and, and be a virtual visitor uh, at one of our services. And I think that even though there's a lot of challenges and we aren't able to do church as usual, it could also present unique opportunities as everyone is in many ways confined to their homes and uh, and has some time available to explore and consider things they wouldn't under normal circumstances. So. Good. And on that note, this coming Sunday, we're going to do it again. We're going to have a virtual church service right here during during the 9 a.m. hour and the 11.15 hour. So we encourage you to join us. Also, what's happening that's pretty cool, Pastor Christopher is producing um, online content for our kids, older kids, younger kids. Casey is doing material for um, Forerunner on Instagram. Forerunner. And I, I might not should say this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, Casey and Kristen, a couple hours ago, just delivered their third child, came into the world. His name is... Um, um, Charlie, so don't blow up their text, but mm-hmm. there's some really there's some really good things going on. But really anyway, a lot of things that we want to do to keep our kids and families connected virtually. I, I will tell you this: so our house church met on Monday night, um, the one I go to. Mm-hmm. So we all got on Zoom, and you know we're all kind of getting used to the Zoom call thing. And we prayed, but we had a blast. We laughed. Because you can, you know, like you can send messages mm-hmm. to individual people while you're on the Zoom call. You can change the background to a virtual, you know, image. So people were experimenting with different backgrounds and sending messages to each other. I mean, really, really, we we probably spent a solid out of an hour and a half call. Probably half of it was laughing, just being able to share stories, able to engage with each other. So I mean, there's some there's some good things that can happen. Yeah virtually as well so get involved in that yeah that's awesome so good we are closing in on our 45 minute mark Mm -hmm. um is there anything else that we should cover before we wrap up and pray that was all of my questions um and we got nothing on facebook so i think we're ready to go good so we're so glad for everyone that tuned in and participated in uh in our in our show tonight. I feel like I got to check something off of my bucket list. I've always wanted to have my own program ever since I was a little kid watching Jay Leno and I'm going to date myself, Arsenio Hall. Does anybody remember that? Am I the only one? And so now I can mark that off the bucket list. I've, I've had my own talk show program complete with coffee mugs. This has been an excellent experience. We're grateful for everybody that tuned in. Thank you, Shelly, for asking the questions. Thank you, Dustin, for just putting this all together today. So just for the older people in the room, it was more for me, Phil Donahue. So remember remember Phil Donahue? Yes, I can remember growing up as a a kid and watching my parents watch the Phil Donahue show. That is old school. That's bad old school. So this has been a lot of fun. We really enjoyed having this conversation. We hope it's been edifying and encouraging to you. We're going to close with a moment of prayer. And I think the appropriate thing probably for us to pray for is just to ask God to break in on on hearts and minds that don't know him, don't have a relationship with him. And I want to encourage us all, you know, the material that we're going to put out for our Sunday services, share it on your social media platforms. Let's invite somebody 
to virtual church. Let's invite somebody to engage and let's reach out to our friends and family members during this season. Let's love each other well, both inside the church, and that means the church community because we're not, it's definitely not about the building during this season, right? Let's love each other well within our church family and then let's love the people that don't have a relationship with the Lord. Let's love them especially well in this season and be a light in these dark times. So Shelly, would you be willing to open in prayer and then I'll pray and then Dustin can close. So yes, let's do it. Jesus, um, we thank you that you can make beauty out of ashes. You can make beauty out of anything, Lord. And we thank you that you are still near to us. You are still with us in these dark times, Lord. I just pray that this would be an opportunity for the church to run to you with their whole heart, God. And that um, this would actually, we'd come out of this even stronger in our relationships with you than we've ever been, Lord, because it was just, it was just us and you, God. I pray for um, just a deep sense of your love and your nearness in this season, God. And I pray that we wouldn't just see the negative, but we would see the opportunities to be the church, to um, offer food, to offer encouragement, to reach out to people that aren't doing well in this time, to to even give money to those who are who are needy in this time, Lord. Um, just pray that we would really be the church outside of these four walls. We would be the church online. We would be the church through FaceTime, God. I just pray that you would activate your church through the Holy Spirit and the power of your Holy Spirit would just shine in these moments. And in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that Psalm 46 tells us that the Lord is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in times of trouble and that we are to not be afraid. And Lord, we thank you for the promise that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And that while there is great shaking in the earth, Lord, we can look to heaven and we can see the steady stream of the river of God flowing. Lord, uh, flowing by the Spirit into the hearts of every believer, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, to fill us with the river of God, with the power and the presence and the peace of the Holy Spirit in this time and in this uh, hour of crisis. Lord, I pray that we would be your hands and your feet, Lord, both uh, serving practically by uh, gathering essentials for those in need and also by sharing and proclaiming the message of the gospel, whether it's through social media posts or whether it's through a text message to a friend. God, help us to be a faithful witness, Lord. Um, as you've impressed on my heart many times this week, Matthew 5, when you just reminded us that we are to be a light set upon a lampstand and that we don't hide under a basket, that we don't hide in fear or cower in the face of darkness, but we let our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Lord, I pray during this season we would be uh, lights set upon lampstands. Lord, that we would be shining boldly, courageously, Lord, and that people would see the, the simple acts of kindness and love that we seek to do in your name and that they would recognize your glory. They would recognize who you are in the midst of those, Lord, and that many people would look back on this season. They'd say, that's when God began to do a work in my heart. That, that was the season when God turned me away from the useless, uh, carnal way that I was living and and he turned me, he turned my heart uh, completely around and drew me to himself. Lord, we pray that would be the testimony of this season, that many would come to know you and that you would use us, Lord, to pray them in, Lord, to share with them, to encourage and to bless all those in Gwinnett County and beyond. God, we ask this in Jesus' name.
Lord, my heart goes out in this moment for those that are sitting at home right now with no income coming in and they're struggling. God, they're wondering how they're going to pay their bill, their mortgage, their light bills. It's real for them. I pray, God, I lift them to you. Lord, I pray for those that are sick right now, struggling at home. God, I pray for the family members that are, that are, in, that are interceding, God, for their dad or their mom. They're in the hospitals. God, some even on respirators right now that are struggling. Lord, the real needs, the real tears, the real pain. So I lift them to you right now. Many of us, I know right now, probably know somebody, or at least we know of somebody, Lord, that's in a place of need. And if you know somebody like that right now, just, just allow their name to just come on your lips right now. Just begin to call their name out before the throne of grace right now. Just begin to speak their names. Father, we bring we bring these to you. We speak grace over them. Father, we, we don't want to just ask you to do something. God, we, we want you to do something through us. We, we are your body. We are your hands and feet on this planet. We are your body, Lord. I'm amazed when I look at the New Testament church, the people that first encountered you, God, those that encountered the power of the Holy Spirit on that upper room day, Lord, they were so impacted by the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that, Lord, they held everything in common. And when one had a need, another person would actually sell something to meet that need. Lord, I pray that, Lord, let that be said of us in this moment. Let us not be a people that would try to hold on to what we have. But God, when we see our brother or a sister in need, when we, find the, when we find the Lazarus at the door, Lord, that you put right before us, that we would be quick to let go and to help and to respond in love, Lord. God, there are those around us right now. They are waiting for the hands and feet of Jesus. And we are those hands and we are those feet. So I speak grace, grace to those that are suffering. I speak urgency for all of us that have the means to be the very answers to their prayer. Lord, we want to do that, God. We want to be such a people. We want to be ready in this season to respond appropriately. So we love you. Thank you for gathering us here tonight. Thank you for our faith family. Thank you for this mission base, for every man, every woman, every child, for those around the world at our mission bases. Lord, thank you for knitting our hearts together. God, in intimacy with you, Lord, and an eschatology that helps us to realize that these are the days that are preparing us for what is to come. And Lord, we want to be ready, God, for those days to show forth your power and love and signs and wonders. So we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And thank you for, for praying with us. I want to encourage you. Again, we say it and I've said it many times that in order to keep ourselves together, we need to stay connected. We're putting out really important information on what we're doing to help the elderly in our church and our church family, those that are immunocompromised as, as well. So how you find out about this primarily is going to be through our 
e-news. It goes out on Thursdays. The new one is coming out tomorrow. So if you've not signed up to receive our e-newsletter, I really strongly encourage you to sign up. The information is on your screen right now. Just text e-newsletter to 555-888 and you will receive that. Um, I've heard from some folks that they're not able to get the newsletter. Check your spam folder. Um, Check your junk. It might end up in there. I promise you it's not junk. Really important information. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back right here this coming Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11.15. It's great. And we just want to recap real quick because I feel like we've said it a few different times, but our house churches are a great place for virtual connection. Join us, as you said, 9 a.m., 11.15 on Sunday, and then we will be back next week, 7 p.m. Wednesday night. Join us for our chats and our time of prayer, and uh, we look forward to engaging with you in the weeks to come as we do virtual church together. God bless.